Hi, and welcome back to another Elevator Talk with Michelle. You guys, I'm excited about today's topic because today I'm going to be talking about how to be okay with being by yourself. Now, we're not going to drag this out. We're going to drop right on in. So number one, understand you're good enough all by yourself. You're a valuable person and you don't need the approval of anybody else for that to be true. When you're alone, remind yourself that it's because you choose to be. Do you hear what I'm saying? Remind yourself that you are alone because you choose to be, not because you have to be. This is a choice. And guess what? One is still a whole number. It's very easy to find someone to spend time with. But when you have high standards for the people that you allow into your life, you're telling yourself that you're better off by yourself than when someone than with someone who isn't a great fit for you. Stop getting so lonely that you just let any and everybody into your circle of influence because everybody does not deserve a seat at the table. I'm not saying you can't like them. I'm but I am saying that you need to be careful about who you let into your inner circle. My inner circle is very small. I know a lot of people I love all of God's children, whether they like me or not, doesn't even matter because I love them with the love of Christ. But my inner circle, oh, it's very, very small. Number two, value others opinions, but value your own more. So don't ask for advice unless you truly need it. And I'm serious about this. Stop asking everybody for their advice on what you should do or shouldn't do. Unless you truly, truly need it. Instead, ask yourself for advice. If you knew the answer to the problem that that you're having, what would it be? That's your answer. The more time you spend asking yourself for advice, the less time that you have to start. I'm sorry, the less you start to need input from other people. See, that's where a lot of folks go wrong. When you feel like you have to have other people's input into your life that's when you start to fall off when you trust yourself to solve problems you become a much stronger and more confident person and you take on challenges that you wouldn't have felt capable of taking on before number three learn to be an observer if you aren't able to take interest in something it says more about you than whatever it is that you find uninteresting To truly enjoy being alone, learn to look at ordinary situations in new and unfamiliar ways. Go to the park and watch people play with their children or with their pets. Go to the grocery store and watch how people shop for their groceries. Everywhere you go, make an effort to understand the other people around you. Learning how people operate when they think no one is watching will make you feel more connected to them. Now, let me tell you what I'm not saying. I am not saying to go out here and be creepy. Please don't do that because you might find yourself getting arrested. Nobody wants a creep in their midst. So as if you're going to do these things, you know, just do it in such a way that you don't make other people feel creepy about what you're doing. That's all I'm saying. But it's good to to notice what's going on around you, who's doing what, and just how people make choices. Like you ever watch somebody at the grocery store make a decision on the pack of meat that they pick up? I don't know about you all, but if I'm buying ground beef, I'm looking at expiration dates. I'm looking at how much that 
pack of ground beef is, how many pounds of ground beef am I, I'm comparing all of that good stuff. Because maybe I don't need a whole lot. I just need a little bit. Or I'm looking for a little bigger pack because I want it to go a little bit further. So it's just watching how people decide to do the things that they do. Number four, appreciate the silence. The world is a busy place. And unless you take a moment or two or three to step away from it once in a while, it's easy to forget how nice it is to simply sit alone and enjoy your own company. You know, it's very sad when people say they don't enjoy their own com- company because I love my own company. I love the company of others when I feel like I want to be bothered, but I am okay with just being in the company of myself. I'm good. Can I just tell y'all that? But not everybody is. So take a moment and sit quietly in a dark room. Listen to something. I'm sorry, listen to everything that is not happening around you. I'm going to say that because somebody missed it. Take a moment to sit quietly in a dark room. And then I need you to listen to everything that is not happening around you. You can learn a lot about yourself in the moments when you're least occupied. The times when there is nothing to distract you from the thoughts and feelings that you deny yourself during your busy days. So that means there's no phone, there's no iPad, there's no laptop, and hopefully there are no other people, uh, other family members in the room with you because those can be distractions. And we, we whether you think about it or not or, or whether you want to admit it or not, we all get distracted during the course of the day. So I need you to just sit with that time where you have no distractions going on and around you. You'd be surprised at how much you learn about yourself. Number five, learn how to talk to yourself. They say it's perfectly normal to talk to yourself. You're only crazy if you talk back. Well, you know, I don't typically talk back to myself, but if you feel like you need to, then, you know, so be it. Every single person has an inner voice that talks to them at all hours of the day and even at during the times of night and getting to know that person is how to talk to them. I'm sorry, getting to know that person and how to talk to them is one of the most important things you can do for yourself. When you fill your time with other people, it's easier to ignore this voice. But when you're alone, it's on, it's your only company. This voice rubs off on you because it is you. The way that you talk to yourself when no one else is around will shape who you are in this world more than anything else. Just like you distance yourself from negative friends who bring you down, it's just as important to distance yourself from a negative inner voice. When you're alone, it can sometimes be hard to say, to, I'm sorry, to stay positive, but you have to be kind to yourself. Now, I don't have that problem because I'm always going to speak positivity into my life. Even if I messed up and I go, dang, you know what? I should have did this instead of that. I don't say things like, Michelle, you are so stupid. How could you do that? No, no, no. That's what we're not going to do. That's what we need to all stop doing if you're doing it to yourself. You always speak life into yourself. Okay, so you made a mistake. Maybe you went down the wrong path. Maybe you said the wrong thing or you did the wrong thing. The world didn't come to an end. So there's no reason to beat yourself down. Okay, always stay positive when you're talking to yourself.
Number six, cherish every interaction. Most people have to experience some type of tragedy before they begin to understand just how brief our time here really is. You you get but a few short trips around the sun and then it's over. Time alone is important. Time alone is beautiful, but so is time spent with other people. There's no such thing as a boring person. There's no such thing as as a boring situation. If you're ever bored, it's because you're not paying attention. Did y'all hear what I'm saying? Somebody in the back of the room missed that. If you're ever bored, it's because you are not paying attention. There is a problem with you, not with your surroundings. Take an interest in every person that comes into your life, even if for only a second. Listen closely to what they say. Watch carefully to what they do. Try to understand them as a person, and I promise you'll be so much better for it. Number seven, rearrange your furniture. When you are alone, it's easy to fall into a pattern. It's easy to stagnate and feel as if things rarely change. And when you're alone, this is true. Things rarely do change unless you make a conscious effort to change them. The problem is that meaningful change is hard and what's hard rarely gets started. To keep things moving, you have to keep things fresh and to keep things fresh, it's best to look for small wins that can lead to bigger ones. Rearrange your furniture, rearranging your furniture is meaningless in and of itself, but it brings new life to a dull routine, which is easy to fall prey to when you're spending a lot of time alone anyway. And this is especially true as we navigate through this season of COVID that we are still living in because it has not left. It doesn't matter to me whether you've been vaccinated or not. COVID is still alive and well. And so a lot of people have been spending a lot of time by themselves. And this is why you, this is why this podcast is so right on time with how to to be okay with being by yourself. Number eight, avoid mindless consumption. When you're alone, you have an incredible opportunity to think clearly about your life and the direction that you want to take it. In a world that's often filled with noise, you've been given quiet. It's a time to reaffirm the path that your life is on. Are you happy and fulfilled? Should you keep doing what you're doing? Or are you feeling unsatisfied? Should you change something? These are questions that you can only answer when you take advantage of the gift of quiet. If instead you fill your time with entertainment that you mindlessly consume, such as the television, movies, random surfing on the internet, it'll be difficult to answer these questions. You can never devote enough attention to come into a clear answer. Number nine, keep creating. To create is one of the most important things that you can do in your life. To create among a sea of people or even just one person, vying for your attention is one of the most difficult things in life. When you're alone, the only one stopping you from creating the art, the work that you're capable of is you. 
All excuses are gone. When you're alone, you can lose yourself in your work. When you lose yourself in your work, you can be sure that you're creating something truly meaningful. Your other option is to ignore that call to create and instead look for temporary comfort in things and people who will eventually leave you unfulfilled. So make use of your loneliness. Number 10, make plans for the future and pursue them immediately. I didn't say tomorrow. I didn't say next week. I didn't say next month. And I certainly didn't say next year. It's almost impossible to feel good about your life if you don't have some type of direction for it. When you meet someone, it's usually quite easy to see if they have a handle on their life and are happy or if they're wondering without uh, wandering around without aim looking for something to pursue the purpose for your life doesn't need to be complex or earth-shattering it doesn't have to be big or overwhelming it only needs to be present once it's there it gets much easier to make plans that you can take action on Pursue these plans immediately. Don't put them off. Don't wait for the perfect opportunity. Y'all know we always say, well, as soon as I get my life together, I'm going to do this. As soon as I get my life together, I'm going to do that. No, the time will never be perfect. Get started now. uh, Perfect never comes, and the longer you wait, the harder it is to get started. Maybe you want to travel the world and understand different cultures. Maybe you want to build a massive stamp collection. doesn't matter what it is. Pick something that you enjoy, and you go after it with everything that you have. When you do this, two things will happen. Number one, you're going to gain a sense of confidence in yourself because you see that you're capable of living on your own terms. And the second thing that's going to happen is this confidence brings new and interesting people into your life. You ever notice how if you have gone through life and you lack confidence, most people just kind of leave you be. They don't even notice you. You could walk into a room and they probably wouldn't even notice you. But as soon as you develop confidence, everybody knows you. Now people want to be seen with you. They want to hang out with you or they want you to come hang out with them. And they're including you on things. So those are the only two things that can happen. Being alone can be beautiful. But if you want to add people to your life, find a purpose for your existence. I'm sorry, finding a purpose for your existence is the fastest way to do it. Let me say that again. Being alone can be beautiful. But if you want to add people to your life, finding a purpose for your existence is the fastest way to do it. Number 11, start going places alone. Get used to doing things alone that society says is made for two people. Go to a movie by yourself and enjoy the picture. Have a great dinner out all by yourself. Take yourself on dates and learn to treat yourself better. Because some of you all are not really treating yourself as well as you should. This will be awkward at first if you're used to going out with other people. You'll wonder what you should do with yourself while you're alone. Don't try to hide from the discomfort. Accept it. And then laugh about it. Because really, who the hell decided that you weren't supposed to do things alone anyway? I mean, who, who made that decision? Besides, to truly enjoy these things with others, you have to learn to enjoy them with yourself first. If you can't enjoy your own company by yourself, what makes you think other people are going to want to be in your presence? I'm just asking. Number 12, pursue a project by yourself. 
When you work on a team, the pressure to conform is great. You always have to think about the others in your group and regularly make compromises so the end result is acceptable to everyone. When you're alone, you're free to pursue any kind of project that you want in your life. You have the freedom to be completely selfish and to make no compromises about what you do or how you do it. Take advantage of this freedom. An important part of life is doing things that look unwise or impractical to other people. Do something that's completely over your head. Start something that you don't know how to finish. Think of the wildest thing that you ever wanted to do and then take one small step towards making it happen. If you're afraid, understand that this doesn't have to be your whole life. You can contain it just to just a small part and the piece of your life that you set aside never and I mean never ever ever allow anybody's advice or opinions to to direct how you work and I mean ever this is something that you do alone for the benefit of no one but you number 13 volunteer your time I'm sorry make sure I didn't miss one no I didn't Volunteer your time. If you're a hermit when you're alone, find others that you can be alone around. A great way to do this and to contribute something positive to the world is to volunteer. Volunteer your time to a cause that you believe in. Being alone and happy doesn't mean sequestering yourself from the world. It means being confident enough to know that you can surround yourself with people but not depend on them for your own happiness. And one good way to to get started is to surround yourself with good people, the kind you'll find when you give your time to a cause that's important to you. Let me do a quick recap, and then I promise I will let you be. And I hope this topic has helped somebody realize that, you know what, I really can be all right with being by myself. So I said, number one, understand that you are good enough all by yourself. That is so key. You have got to understand that one is a whole number and so what you don't have other people around. It's okay. Number two, I said value others' opinions, but value your own even more. I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've met someone who valued other people's opinions about their lives more than they value their own. That's a problem. Number three, learn to be an observer. Start observing the things and the people around you. But again, don't be creepy with it now because there's there's levels to this observation thing. And, and when you get to the point where you're just being out and out creepy, that's a, that's a problem. So let's not take it to that, that extent. But just observe the people around you. I'm going to tell you something. I wish I could get a job as a people watcher because I do that when I'm out and about. That's just what I do. I've always done that. I just because I love to see people enjoying themselves. I, I don't like to see people that are sad, but I can pick them out in the crowd and say, well, you know, Lord, I don't know what's going on with that man or that woman, that boy or that girl. But whatever it is, Lord, I need you to fix it. I mean, I pray for people in general. But just being people watchers, you see some interesting things and you learn a lot about people just by watching them. Number four, appreciate the silence. The world is a busy place all day, every day. And if you're not careful, you can just get so cons- consumed with what's going on in the world that you begin to lose yourself. Number five, learn how to talk to yourself. Now, I did say that it's all right to talk to yourself. I'm told that you only become crazy when you start answering yourself. So you, you, there's a kind of a 
thin line right there. And you just need to know when not to cross it. That's all I'm going to say to you, say to you. But you need to learn how to talk to yourself. And some of you talk to yourself in such an ugly way. Okay, so what? You made a mistake. That's life. How do you learn if you don't make mistakes, right? But don't you ever, 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 ever talk down to yourself. And, and especially not in my presence because we're going to have a problem. Number six, cherish every interaction. Every interaction that you have with people that come in and out of your life. And some people are only going to, some people, let me say this, people come into our lives for a season, a reason, and some for a lifetime. But you've got to cherish every interaction because life is so short. Life is so, so short. And no man knows the day or woman knows the the day nor the hour so you need to cherish every interaction that you have number seven rearrange your furniture sometimes when you just rearrange something just because it just makes you see things different and so every now and then take a take take the, the opportunity or take the time to just rearrange your furniture just because you can it'll give you a whole new outlook on your life Sometimes your life, but sometimes just that room. But it just starts to make you think and and, and it opens your mind to new possibilities. Number eight, avoid mindless consumption. We've got to learn when to turn the noise of the world off. And again, that could be your cell phone. That could be the uh, uh, all of these platforms that you're on, social media platforms, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, what else am I thinking of? I know it's one that I'm thinking of that is just not coming to me. But but you get what I'm saying. Any of these platforms that you spend so much time on, turn it off. Just, you know, just because all it is, a lot of it is just mindless consumption. Learn to, to cut it off and spend some time with just you. Number nine, I said, keep creating. To create is one of the most important things that you can do in your life. And guess what? The beauty of it is, is... You you never get too old to create something new. Never do you, will you get too old to create something new. Never are you too young to create something new. Number 10, make plans for the future and pursue them immediately. Get out your journal. Y'all know I'm big on journaling. Get out your journal and start making plans for things that you, I'm going to call it a wish list or a bucket list of things that you want to do and start breaking those things down into small increments until you can start checking off some things. Number 11 is start going places by yourself. Go to a movie by yourself. Take yourself out on a date. Treat yourself to a shopping trip. Because guess what? Society has told you that that these things are reserved for couples. Well, guess what? No, they're not. You know how many times I've gone out to eat? Frank and I have gone out to eat and I've seen someone out by themselves eating and enjoying their own company. Now, I won't lie because they're by themselves. They probably were, they were reading something on their phone. Whatever it was, sometimes it tickled them. It made them laugh. Sometimes it made them get this this kind of scowl on their face or whatever it was. It was something serious, but they were okay in that moment, sitting down having a meal by themselves. I've seen people at the movies by themselves. So don't don't always listen to the world that says, "Hey, you've got to have somebody to go on a date with you," because you don't. You can do a lot of things by yourself. Number twelve, pursue a project 
by yourself. Come up with a project and do it by yourself. And and the example I gave about volunteering is perfect because it allows you to do that thing with other people. And even though there are other people around, you're still doing it by yourself. So you don't have to necessarily be completely alone. Number 13, volunteer your time. It's always great to volunteer your time. So I hope this podcast helps somebody in some way, shape, or form. It's always my hope and my my blessing that something that I say resonates with you. And if you think that this podcast could help somebody else, please be sure to share it with your family and your friends. Heck, you can share with people you don't even care for if you want to. It doesn't matter to me as long as it helps other people. That is my goal. And I want to say thank you for those of you that are new to my podcast. And those for those of you that have been with me for a while, thank you so very much for all that you do because I couldn't do what I do without what you do. And so I am so thankful. You know, I'm one of these people, even if something I say only helps one person, I'm thankful for that, that I was able to help that one person. But I do believe that this message will help a lot of people because there's so many people who were forced, I'm air quoting, you just can't see it, to to be alone once this pandemic hit. They were in the house by themselves because they couldn't go out and hang out with their friends as they they had always done. And a lot of folks didn't know what to do with themselves. It's like, oh, wait a minute, I got all this downtown time. What am I going to do? So again, hopefully something I said resonates with you. Always f- please feel free to share this. And you can always subscribe and support my podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated. And you can do so for as little as 99 cents a month. There's somewhere around here is a tab that will allow you to do that. And of course, if you have any problems, you can always reach out to me and we can figure out how to get that working for you. Now, I need you to go out there and be great. Because great is calling you and great is calling me. Until our next podcast, take care. Hi, and welcome back to Elevator Talk with Michelle. You guys, I am so excited about today's podcast because today I'm going to be talking about God can use you. Yes, I'm talking about you. So don't look around to your right or to your left. I'm talking about you. So here are four ways that God can use you today. Number one, encourage someone. Did you know that smiling is as contagious as yawning? So is encouraging someone. Paul wrote that we should encourage one another and build one another up. And that comes from 1 Thessalonians 5.11 and not tear each other down. It's sad that it takes 10 positive words to build someone up who's been discouraged by one bad word. So why not build somebody up today? Find somebody, doesn't matter who it is, it could be someone you know, someone you don't know, doesn't even matter, but find just one person today that you can build up with just a few simple words, and that's all it takes. Then number two, give to someone. It doesn't have to be money. You can give of yourself. You can hold the door open for someone. You can pick something up that they've dropped. You can smile at them, shake their hand, or give them a hug. Now, I'm going to suggest that we do this once the COVID pandemic passes, but you get where I'm going with this. Give yourself away. The interesting thing is that more of yourself that you give away, the more you actually receive in blessings. 
Now, I don't know if you all knew that or not, but I'm going to say that one more time just in case you, you missed what I just said, okay? The more of yourself that you give away, the more blessings you tend to reap. Mm, that's deep right there. So Paul reminds us to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And that comes from Acts 20 and 35. Number three, visit someone. It's refreshing to catch up on things in person, but you can also pick up the phone and call somebody today. Right now, as a matter of fact, matter of fact, you can pause this podcast and pick up the phone and call somebody that's been on your mind for a while because we all have that one person that's been on our mind and we keep saying, you know what, mm, I need to call so-and-so and then something else happens and you forget to do that. So you can pick up the phone, call somebody today email somebody, send an unexpected thinking of you card. Whatever you do, try to get out of your, go out of your way to visit or talk to someone today that you normally don't talk to or see. Now, again, because we are still in the midst of this COVID season slash pandemic, if you will, I would be careful about just going to visit people. At least call because, you know, they can come outside and, and I'll say this too. You can visit. Just make sure you're socially distancing yourself to make sure you're both staying safe. That's all I'm I'm trying to get across to you. But make it a special, no occasion thing. Paul tells us to do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in hum humility, count others more significant than yourselves. And that can be found in Philippians 2 and 3. And then last but not least, thank someone. Mm, that's powerful right there, y'all. See, I believe that one of the greatest sins a Christian can commit, or I'm going to say one of the greatest sins that anybody can commit, is the sin of omission. It is the failure to give thanks to God, but also to other people. Paul said, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, which can be found in Philippians 1 and 3. Even a thank you note makes a great and lasting impression. It costs very little, but all oh, the benefits they that and, and the benefits that they provide and you reap are so priceless, you guys. And it doesn't cost you much. You can buy a box of thank you, thank you cards, note cards that you can, you know, write in and just say thank you. Or you can write what it is that you're thankful for. So it costs very little, but the benefits that you reap are priceless. So here is your conclusion. And this right here is what I'm really excited about. The other stuff I just shared with you, that, that's good stuff. And that, that's powerful stuff that I need you to, to get it into your spirit. But this is what I'm really, really excited about. Because oftentimes I've heard people say, well, Michelle, how can God use me? I don't have much to give anybody. I don't have much. Or Michelle, how can God use me? And I, I've not always been a nice person or a, a giving person or a kind person. But this, this right here is going to bring it all home. You see, Noah got drunk. Jonah ran from God. Jacob was a deceiver. Moses had a speech impediment. Peter swore and he denied Jesus not once, not twice, but three times. David was an adulterer. 
and he was a murderer. Elijah was suicidal. Rahab was a prostitute. Joseph was innocently thrown into prison. And let's not forget about old Lazarus. He was dead. Do you still think that God can't use you? I mean, really, I need you to think about this. Let, let, can I go back and, and just call the roll one more time? Noah was a drunk. Jonah ran from God. Jacob was a deceiver. Moses, he had a speech impediment. Peter, he swore and he denied Jesus three times. David was an adulterer and a murderer. Elijah was suicidal. Rahab was a prostitute. Come on, somebody. Joseph was innocently thrown into prison and Lazarus had died. But guess what? God used each and every one of them for a specific reason and a purpose. So don't tell me that he can't use you. I don't know your story and I don't need to know your story. Just like you don't know my story, you don't need to know my story. But all I'm saying is, is that God can still use each and every one of us, regardless of what you did. Because that's all past tense. Regardless of what you're doing or regardless of what you will do, God can still use you. You see, God uses who he chooses. You notice I said who he chooses. It's not who we choose, but God uses who he chooses. Mm, that's powerful right there. So God can use you in the four areas that I mentioned and many other ways today to glorify him. Everyone can be used by God, no matter who they are. If you're listening to this podcast, God can use you and don't you ever and I mean ever 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 let anybody tell you that God can't use you you know I've heard people say oh you know this person they're going to church thinking that God's gonna bless them and he's gonna let them into heaven after all the stuff they done did I keep trying to tell them they ain't going they're going to hell and I have to tell people stop don't do that Mm-mm. not in my presence but don't do that period you don't get to dictate where somebody's soul spends eternity so don't ever do that to anybody. It doesn't matter whether it's family, friend, or foe. Don't ever tell anybody where their soul is going to spend eternity because you don't know that. You don't get to make that judgment call. Only God gets to do that. And don't ever tell anybody that God can't use them. It doesn't matter how bad they've messed up in their lives or how bad they're messing up right now. God can still use them. Because God uses who he chooses, not who you choose. So let me do a quick recap, and I promise I'll let you be. I talked about four ways that God can use us. I'm going to say us. I said you initially, but I'm going to say four ways that God can use us today. Notice I didn't say tomorrow. I didn't say next week. I didn't say next month. I didn't say next year. And I certainly didn't say when you get your life together. I said God can use us starting today. And number one, I said he can use us to encourage someone. I'm going to say go out of your way to find one person today that you can encourage. It could be with a smile. Well, if you have on a mask, they're not going to see it. So I would say if you're in your car, smile at somebody nod at somebody, acknowledge somebody. Do you know how many people go through life and nobody ever acknowledges them and they feel like nobody ever sees them, nobody cares about them? This is what their mind tells them. So encourage somebody today. I've had people that didn't even know me. So you know what, my sister, God sent me to tell you whatever it was that they told me. And I'm looking like, okay, were you in my thoughts? Because other than 
God intervening and, and making sure that I understood that whatever it was that God and I had talked about was real, that person wouldn't have any idea that I was even thinking about that. Or had even talked to God about that. But they didn't have to say anything. They could have said, oh, she don't think I'm crazy. I'm going about my business. So encourage somebody today. I'm pretty sure you know somebody that can use some encouragement. Number two, I said give to someone. And it doesn't always have to be about money. Sometimes it could just be your time. You could call somebody, especially if you have seniors at your church or in your neighborhood or even in your family. Pick up the phone and just call them. Hey, how you doing? Because a lot of them, because of the pandemic, have been home by themselves with nobody to really talk to. So pick up the phone and just talk to them. And it doesn't have to just be seniors. It can be anybody. Pick up the phone. Hey, you know what? You crossed my mind. I just wanted to give you a call, see how you're doing, how things going, what's going on in your world. And you never know how that can make somebody's day that they got a simple phone call just saying, how are you today? And then, and then give them the opportunity to tell you what's on their mind, what's going on in their lives. Now, again, like I said, we're not really where we should be hugging and shaking hands. At least I'm not. But once we get back to that place, shake somebody's hand. You know, one of the things that I, one of the many things that I miss about having worship service in person is the, the hugs and the handshakes, but the hugs. I don't know about you or where you worship, but we have a point in our service where we do what's called a welcome. And we're given about maybe three minutes or so. And, and we just walk around greeting each other, hugging folks, giving them that holy kiss on the cheek. And that means so much to so many people because I've heard people say, you know what, I love this part of the service because I don't get this during the week. You just don't know what people are going through. So give to somebody. Number three, I said, visit someone. Now, again, you want to be careful because of the, the situation that we're in right now. But you can go to somebody's home and maybe they can come on outside. The weather's getting much, much nicer and they can come outside, have some distance and go and visit somebody. Or just send a thinking of you card. Uh, a small bouquet of flowers, depending on how well you know that person. Or a handwritten note, whatever it is. Take the time to do something special for no real reason. And then number four, I said, thank someone. And I talked about how one of the greatest sins that we can commit is the sin of omission. And that's when we fail to give uh, our thanks to God, but also to other people. So I don't know about you, but I like to thank people. When I give good service, I say thank you. Now I tip, but I also like to just say thank you. You know what? Thank you so much for that. Or, or if I am going to purchase something and someone that works there or they don't even have to work there say, you know what? That's a good brand. But have you thought about trying this brand over here? I'm like, oh, really? Well, thank you. You know, it doesn't hurt to say thank you. But you'd be surprised how many people can't even open their mouths and say thank you. I don't get that. I truly just do not get that at all. But, you know, in Philippians 1 and 3, it says, I thank my God in all, in all my remembrance of you. So just a simple thank you. Just saying thank you out of your mouth costs you nothing but just a few words. Maybe a little bit of air, a little bit of breath. That's it. And then I ended up by saying, I talked about how God used 
Noah and Jonah and Jacob and Moses and Peter and David and Elijah and Rahab and Joseph and Lazarus. And the most interesting one was Lazarus, who we all know that God raised from the dead. If that's not powerful, tell me what is. Because Lazarus was dead as a doornail. God brought him back to, to life and used him in a mighty way. So don't tell me that God can't use you. You know how many times I've had people say, but Michelle, you don't know my story. You don't know what I've done. No, I don't know. But that doesn't mean that God can't use you. Because he can use you to do great things. You just need to spend some time with him and say, Lord, what is it that you would have me to do? That would be a blessing to you. That would, would bless your people. Try that, y'all. Try, try that more often. Mm. So if God can use all of those people, don't tell me he can't use you. Because he can use you and all the areas I named and so, so many more. Those are just four that I came up with that I wanted to talk about for this podcast. But there's so many other ways that God can use you if you allow him to. And that's that's the thing. You've got to allow him to use you. And and like I said, if you're listening to this podcast, God can use you. Doesn't matter what you did. Doesn't matter what you're doing. And it doesn't matter what you probably will do in the future. God can use you. You you guys, that's all I have. I want to say thank you so much to my new subscribers. And if you're new to my podcast, thank you so much for joining me. I hope that you will choose to subscribe and and look forward to providing you with so much more great content and motivation because that's what I strive to do. My podcasts come out every Saturday. So every Saturday you can count unless something comes up. I, of course, I would let you all know that. But every Saturday I'm putting out a new podcast. I talk about a variety of things, but motivation is what I do most because I believe in lifting up people. There's so much going on in the world that tears down people that I'm choosing to use my platform to help motivate and build up folks because you'd be surprised at how many people truly need that. So again, thank you all. I couldn't do what I do without you. If you know me, then you know the drill. You know my spiel. I love you no matter what. It doesn't matter what you've done. doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't even matter where you're going. I'm still going to love you. And the, the beauty of it is, is that I'm going to love you even when nobody else likes you. And you can always take that to the bank because you're going to always have a friend with me. So please be sure to subscribe and support my podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated. And you can do so for as little as 99 cents a month. Other than that, guys, I need you all to go out there and be great. Because great is calling you. And great is calling me. Until next time, take care.